0: As creators, there are so many things that we have to learn to be successful in this industry, from managing our content and our audience to our personal life and mental health. In Coached, a sub-series of Social Scoop podcasts by Socialmate, we work one-on-one with a member of our private creator coaching community, The Social Suite, and you get to be a fly on the wall during our call. I'm Kristen Bousquet, and I've been a full-time creator for over three years and have brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Let's dive right in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen Bousquet, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. We are here today with another episode of Coach, where we are actually coaching one of our Social Suite members. I'm so excited about this series. You guys have been absolutely loving it. Today, we are here with Alex Ellis, and she helps active people move smarter, maintain their bodies, and maximize strength with customized mobility and wellness plans so that they can enjoy life without pain. I feel like I need her services in my life, honestly. (laughs) If you are interested in getting your free one-on-one podcast coaching call, all you have to do is become a member of Social Suite, our private membership community, and we will go for it. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Alex, thanks so much for being here.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Of course. So for anyone who doesn't know you, let's just kind of deep dive into who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, you put it perfectly, Um, I'm a body nerd, I'm a mobility coach, and I am just really I think obsessed is a good word um, with helping people learn more about their body so that they can get out of pain. Uh, I have a degree in exercise biology. And even during my degree, I was like, oh, this is like so hard and I don't understand it. And then realizing, wait a minute, like I have the cheat sheet, like I yeah. am the cheat sheet, I you know, <laughs> I have a body. It has all these parts. And <laughs> then we're talking about, and you know, you don't have to become a personal trainer. You don't have to become a physical therapist or get a degree in exercise biology to know how your body works and how to help it when you have pain and injuries and things like that. So I help people, um, like you said, with workout plans so that they know what exercises to do, um, both through coaching. I have a group coaching program. Um, I have a podcast called The Body Nerd Show. Like I literally cannot stop creating content or talking about how to move better and feel better.
0: That sounds very familiar to me, but with social media. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get it. So a few things that you wanted to go over today. First, starting off with turning a gifted partnership into a paid partnership. So tell me a little bit about kind of like what you're experiencing. Is this something like you experience often? Um, how are you or why are you guys uh, trying to go from gifted to paid? What has that been like?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I, I've been in business for over 10 years now and kind of just like, you know, puttering along on Instagram and doing my thing and like, whatever (laughs) it is, what it is. Um, and then I started posting on TikTok, and I'm sure you've probably heard this story many a time from other people. (laughs) Um, and it blew up (laughs) like a ton and has been tremendous and awesome and amazing for my business. And I'm so grateful for it, but it also then started bringing more opportunities, um, to right. have brand partnerships. And in the past, because my account on Instagram was smaller, um, I didn't feel like I really had leverage. So I never even thought about brand partnerships or like right. what to do with that. And so when my TikTok account, which is over 390,000 at this point, which I'm just like, I, I don't Crazy. understand. Mind I don't understand. <laughs> um, I feel like I have leverage. But yep. I'm still getting, oh, we'd love to send you this thing, and we'd love to send you this thing. And I'm like, cool, that thing doesn't pay my rent. Maybe you can pay me also, and then getting into that with brands. Um, and then there's some yeah. brands where they really are aligned with my audience, my community, um, and what I'm interested in. And so I have taken on gifted partnerships. Yeah. Um, and then I met you, and I was like, okay, wait, well, how do I turn this into paid? So you're like, she's going to beat me up. <laughs> well, I was like, wait, you mean I could have asked for money? I didn't know. Uh, and so, like, I have a relationship with this brand and I really do like them. And again, I really like their right. products. Um, but how do I, and I've, I've tried to use some of the scripts too, <laughs> like, how do I stop becoming their free, like, you know, marketing department and actually become a partner with them?
0: Right. Right. So, first of all, a very, very familiar situation for probably anyone listening right now. I think most creators are getting spammed with gifted opportunities. So many. And we're like, but we don't want stuff. We want stuff and money, which is very fair because you are, in fact, working. Mm -hmm. So I, I understand the struggle, even myself. Now, this is... A tricky situation to be in because at a certain point there's only so much you can do um it's funny that we're talking about this first because i this morning or uh recorded another episode solely about going from gifted to paid um and so i i want to like reiterate actually one thing that she said basically a lot of agencies and companies they have money sometimes and they don't have money sometimes so mm-hmm that for them to do uh, an organic gifting collaboration, that still costs them money. So like they're having to pay for the product to ship it out to you, especially if it's like an expensive product or something that's going to cost a lot to ship. It can actually be very expensive for brands to do gifted collaborations. So it's difficult for them to also find room to pay, you know, to pay you uh, formally. So I understand it from a brand's perspective. So what a lot of brands try and do is gift first, and then see how things go. If they're able to see any return, um, if you're able to prove that you're, you know, genuinely interested in the product and you you want the same things that they do, it's a little bit easier for them when they do have money to say like, okay, we're gonna go to Alex because like she never stops talking about us. She loves us. Like she's our number one fan. Let's pay her to like, you know, light some more fire, put some fire, uh, gas on the fire. Mm-hmm. and and see where it can go from there. Um so that's like I feel like one of the most common situations. Although on the other hand there's the situation of the brand has money they just are being stingy and, and don't want to pay you. Um mm-hmm. or you know maybe they want to like oh let's do the gifted partnership first but they actually have no intention of moving on to something that's compensated later. And it's very difficult for creators to decipher between the two because how do you know until you've already committed? Mm-hmm. So, I mean that's that's like the trickiness of it. So, the key elements of really bringing that paid collaboration into something that is gifted, the things that are under your control. First of all, proving your intentions. You know, when you get that product, if it, if it is gifted, whatever, and you you take that on, maybe there's not like very specific deliverables because I don't I don't love those situations. If you want to take something gifted, I think you should be welcome to create whatever content you you see fit. Um if if any brand is ever going to ask me for specific deliverables, I would expect to be paid in that situation. So I think first is is proving your intentions. You get that product, you're sharing it on stories or sharing an unboxing, maybe you make a TikTok or you don't make dedicated content, but maybe you mention it in like a, a roundup of your five favorite, you know, things for people who are in pain or whatever it might be. Proving your intentions in a in that way, I think goes a long way with a brand because again they see that content and say oh wow she must really love us like when we do have money let's pay her um also proving you're a great brand partner with gifting collaborations I feel like a lot of creators don't take it as seriously but it is still a partnership and it's a great opportunity for you to share how good of a partner you can be you know like You can respond to emails really quickly. When you get the product, you can immediately try it out and share your thoughts with them. Um, You know, when you post it on stories, you send it to the brand with a link. You know, you're very um, quick and efficient and easy to work with because overall, even if you're someone who maybe didn't create the best content ever or you don't have the most followers ever, if you're someone who's really, really easy and great to work with, Brands would probably pick you over mm-hmm. someone who is, you know, on the other side there. So being a grand brand partner can be another one of those things that's, again, under your control. Um, also, something that I guess is a, maybe a little bit debated, um, but that I think is pretty much necessary. Um, it's like over delivering. So if, you know, if you get a product, typically I think brands are expected that you're going to, again, do something small. You're going to do a story. You're going to do like a little TikTok, whatever. Maybe you go above and beyond and you shoot them a few product images, or you make them like a UGC video, or um, you mention them a few times within like a couple weeks span, whatever it might be. I think over-delivering is a really great way to, again, kind of go back to that proving your intention and proving your loyalty to that brand. Um, Although debated because then you're doing more work for free but you know like you have to be in it for the long haul you know a lot of yeah that extra work that you're doing is hopefully eventually going to pay off um and then when they do have a campaign again you're top of mind so those are kind of some things that I guess are are under your control um but overall like there's no like magic answer here you know there's no like this is what you do to turn gifted to paid it really is just like proving your loyalty proving your uh intentions and proving that you are someone that's easy and good to work with so that when something does come up you can be a good fit Mm -hmm. when it comes to those brands who are maybe have the intentions of never paying you. <laughs> they I they one don't of those care too. if they have, yeah, like, I mean, and that <laughs> happens unfortunately very frequently. It's one of those things where it, you try it and see what happens, but like you, you have to kind of go into gifted partnerships knowing that you may never get paid because if you set the uh, expectation in your head mm-hmm. that, okay, it'll turn into paid, then you may end up disappointed. So going into those partnerships with no expectations and then if nothing comes out of it, at least you got a free product. But I would say general rule of thumb, make sure that you don't have any like extremely specific requirements, because then again, if they're asking specific work of you, I think it needs to be paid. But if they're just like, here's a product, we want you to try it out. You try it out. You do all these great things. You show you're a great brand partner. Hopefully it leads to something good. But mm-hmm. that's a it's a tough situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the clarity that I just got to is like, it's the long game as it well. Is. And so similarly, as if you were, you know, trying to build the relationship before you even received the product that, um, you know, I was like, well, it's been two weeks <laughs> and right. like it doesn't work like that. Um, but I'm also like, I'm sure everybody who talks to you has it like, Oh, I have like 19 ideas for like content. Like I need to write again, go write it
0: down right now. Yes. Have so many <laughs> awesome ideas,
1: but yeah. So like the long game, that's really, really, really helpful.
0: I mean nothing in influencer marketing is instant gratification. I, I, like it's just <laughs> something I've learned over the last few years is like you just have to go into things with the expectation that you are building. Like you're planting seeds, you're planting seeds and then you got to keep watering them and mm-hmm. then you got to go through the winter and then this okay, now it's spring again. You know, like it literally is going to take time. And that's mm-hmm. like why I am such a fan of like the anti-pitch method because it really, like, it doesn't set you up for disappointment when you send a pitch and no one responds to it. And you're like, cool, I suck. Like, you know, like, (laughs) what am I going to do now? If you're in a situation where you're just planting seeds with these brands and okay, well, cool. We'll get a gifted collaboration. Okay. We're planting more seeds. Okay. And let me mention them in the stories, planting more. And then again, Hopefully something blossoms, but it takes time. And it's so hard because you see people who on Instagram are like, oh man, I I just started as an influencer six months ago. And look at all these brands I'm working with, look at all this money I'm making, all these followers I have. And it's so hard for you not to compare yourself. But I will say a majority of people, that's not how it happens to them. Majority of people, this takes time. This takes lots of energy. It takes lots of work. Again, lots of planting seeds until you can get what you're looking to get at the end, you know?
1: Yeah. Another helpful thing too, that you mentioned, which I hadn't considered is how things are working within a brand, Um, you know, as a solopreneur, like I'm doing all things all the time, just like go, 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 go. Um, And that they might have a campaign, right? That they're watching and maybe around, you know, a holiday or something, they're going to do an extra push. And then that would be an opportunity where some money may... Like it would even be on the table right. at that point. And it's not necessarily twenty four seven, three sixty
0: five, 365. Right. And every brand is going to be so different when it comes to that too. Like everyone thinks of, okay, holiday is like the time when, you know, I got to push, 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 but like, think about a beach towel brand. They're mm-hmm. like May, you know, April, May, like they're going to start being like summer. It's almost our time to shine. You know, like they may have a huge budget then and have no money at holiday. So like, Mm -hmm. that's another kind of aspect that you have to pay attention to as well Is like, really thinking about you have to put yourself in a marketer's shoes with each of these brands that you want to reach out to. When is their best time of year that they're selling? Who are they selling to? What does their audience want to see? Like, what are the talking points that are going to sell this product that I can use to sell to my audience? Like there's you have to think about all of these like aspects of marketing to really understand what the brand wants and needs from you, but also to understand how you can further your career really working with these brands, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, I mean, there's so much.
0: <laughs> like, know, I'm so I grateful know. to, like, have, you know,
1: to be in the group and, like, just to be thinking of these things because my brain thinks about anatomy and biomechanics and, like, physiology. <laughs> it doesn't think of this stuff. So, like, this is, is so helpful. Thank you.
0: Good, good. Yay. So, let's also talk about closing brand deals Um, when a brand says that your rates are too high. I love that you mm-hmm. brought this up because this is, I mean, like, you're. I'm sorry to say this, but you're probably never going to stop dealing with this. This is yeah. like a very common thing that happens. It's part of negotiation and negotiation is going to be part of every single collaboration you do. So as long as mm-hmm. you're doing this, you're probably going to have to deal with this situation. But the best part about it is that you do it a few times and it gets easier and easier from there. And you kind of, you kind of learn to like feel out the situations a little bit better and really understand like from your communications with a brand. Okay. Like is this brand really going to like meet me anywhere near my raids? I can kind of just feel that they're not like you, you have like more insight, I guess, the more the yeah. you do this. So it does get easier, but it's never going to start stop happening. Um, yeah. So have you had <laughs> a situation recently where this has happened to you? Um
1: yes so based on what I learned from you um you know I set my rates accordingly I also yeah. have you know have it at starting at so there's room yep. for negotiation um I also will ask well what's your budget rather than just like shooting out <laughs> my numbers right at the beginning Yeah um and I just think of for there there was a brand that wanted to send a mattress which like talk about something I don't really need you
0: know, <laughs> and like, isn't really aligned.
1: But I was like, you know what, let me use this as an opportunity to practice yeah. what I've learned um, and shoot my shot. Cause there's literally nothing to lose. Um, so I was, you know, going back and forth with them and I was like, great, you know, here's my rates based on what they asked for initially. Um, they were looking just to do like a gifted thing. Okay. So they came back and they're like, well, we could offer you this. And I'm like, still is like way under my rate. I'm like, okay, right. well I could do this instead. Um, and it was clear to me just like you're talking about, like trying to like suss out what they want that yep. they wanted, you know, some a deliver a very specific deliverable that I wasn't willing to give for that rate. Yeah. Um, So it's just like, oh, well, that's not really in the budget. And like that kind of has fallen off or um, even with like a brand I continue to have a relationship with and a gifted back and forth. Um, Similarly, oh, well, we just do gifted. I'm like... Well, I'm looking at your Instagram and there's a lot of money going into marketing with these like very, you know, fancy, right, like, fancy campaigns. Why do campaigns. you do
0: gifted? You guys should reevaluate or you're yeah. lying to me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Either way. Either way. So, um, and it, it, it does, I know it's going to continue to happen, but it just like kind of yeah. sucks. And then you're like, suck. oh, are my rates too high? Should I lower mm-hmm. them? Um, <laughs> you know, which yeah. I don't want to do because yeah. also like. My (laughs) full-time gig is not being a content creator. Like I have a whole business. And so most of the sponsorships and like things that I'm doing are products that I already have. So I, if I bring a product on, it needs to be worth it for me, which is also part of the reason why my rates are so high. So what do I do?
0: (laughs) Okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I mean, that's actually a really great point that you brought up too, because this isn't your main job. Like you have a very limited amount of energy left and to spend it on something that's not even making you money sounds crazy so Uh i think that's like a very valid point it has to be financially worth it to put your time and energy and probably money into you know um so very valid um i would completely agree with that so you basically have three options and i'm going to walk you through what these looks look like uh first one is going lower on your rates this is my least favorite option. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pros and cons though. Okay. Pros, uh, you're going to get a collaboration. You know, if, if you can meet somewhere in the middle, okay, you're making some money. Okay. That's great. Um, And and that's depending on what uh, financial situation you're in might be necessary. Some months are slower than others. So I might be like, all right, that's half my rate, but I have to pay my bills this month. You know, so like that mm-hmm. happens and that's, Not uncommon. Um, Other pro, I think they're going to remember you if they're a good company. We're going to talk about only good companies in this situation. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I'll give you an example. Actually, yesterday um, I was talking with a company. They make this really cool plugin for uh, Google Chrome and it goes onto your Gmail email account. And I'm just giving them a nice shameless plug here. So Mm -hmm. basically, what they do is they're like a, an AI generating uh, email responder. So they Whoa. read your email thread and then you can hit super reply. And basically, from there, you can see a bunch of different email response options. So you could just click one, bye, hit send, and it's oh done. Like you don't have to. So it'll save you so much time, right? So I'm thinking. Yeah oh my God, this is right up my alley. Like my audience would eat this up. This is mm-hmm. like, I know the the issues that my audience go through. And one of the things is, I don't know how to write a good email. I don't have time to write emails. Like it's solving all of the problems, right? So this is a great match for me. So they're a startup. They're a very, very small team. They haven't raised money yet. And so he was super honest with me. He was like, I really have very, very little money. Uh, I told him my rates and he was like, ain't no way. So basically, <laughs> uh, he he offered me a very, very low rate. But I knowing that it was something that was going to be extremely beneficial for my audience, knowing that I talked to this person on video and, and really like, connected with him, like I, I trusted in what he was doing, he felt like a really genuine person. I was like, I want to be a part of that. Um, And one thing he said to me was like, I know this is so much lower than what you would normally do. You're gonna be the first person that I pay when I raise money, like, because I'm one of the first creators that he's working with. He's like, don't let it go unknown that I'm going to remember you the second I have mm-hmm. money. So I think about those situations, and like, that's for me a situation where it was worth it for me to go yeah. lower on my rates because what if this is like the next giant tech company and and they remember me when they have. Millions and millions of dollars. And worst case scenario, I probably would have shared a TikTok video to my audience about this anyway. Yeah. For free, you know? Yeah. So I think about those situations. If I can balance the, you know, like, if it's a situation where, like, it's not really taking that much time and energy for me to create this piece of content and my audience is going to love it, it's valuable to them. Sure. Okay. I can, I can get past that it's not as high as I want it to be with my rates. Um, So just kind of like a real life situation of that. I think if you can build these connections and maybe accept a a rate that's a little bit lower, they will remember you and and value that. Um, And they'll understand that you really believe in the product too. You know, like that's another huge thing. Like they want to work with creators who show that they're, mission is the same, you know, like they want to know that you're in it as well. Um, and that you believe in their mission. And and that really does say a lot if you're willing to basically like cut your rate in half or lower. Um now the cons, obviously you're probably getting underpaid at that point. So (laughs) that's never fun, but you know, um also from there in some situations it might be difficult to get paid your normal rate if you have one settled at a rate that is so much lower than your typical rate. And again, I think that maybe goes along with like the company that you're choosing to work with. If it's a good, honest company, I do think that they will be more inclined to like meet you at your rate, even if it's slowly. Um, Collaboration, maybe they add $100 every collab you guys do, whatever, and you, you get there eventually. But again, there could definitely be companies that are like, oh, last time you did it for $150, like, you sure you can't do it again? We still don't have any money. And so mm-hmm. that's a situation you might run into as well. So that's option number one. You can lower your rates. Could be good, could be bad. Um, option number two is you can walk away, which, mm-hmm. you know, like that's kind of scary for a lot of people. Um, and I I totally understand that, but I think it can actually be one of the most powerful things that you can do sometimes. I've had plenty of situations where they've given me some offensively low offer. And I've been like, <laughs> I, it's not even worth me negotiating with you because we're not going to meet anywhere that's acceptable for me. And so mm-hmm. um, I say thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I really don't think that we're going to be able to make it work with your current budget. But if anything changes, please let me know. Like I'll even check with, in with you guys next month or next quarter to see where things are. Um, you know, and maybe I'll keep sharing their products organically if that was something that I was doing. But me walking away, if they really want me, They're going to go ask their boss for more money and they're going to find the money and come hire me. And that's happened a lot. I mean, but the risk you take with walking away is also that that may not happen.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: But if you weren't willing to meet at such low of a rate anyway, then who cares? You know, you're not really losing out on much.
1: There's so many more companies. I think it gets so so easy to be like, oh, this is it. This is the only opportunity I'm going to have. And I'm like, wait, no, there's like millions, probably billions of companies. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Like there will be more brands. Don't worry. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the final thing that you can do, final option here is offering another payment structure. This one could be like, uh, you can get kind of creative with this. So maybe they can compensate you more in products. Like maybe if it was the mattress company. They're going to send you a mattress maybe they're also going to send you pillows and sheets and a new comforter that might be worth it you know like depending on how badly you know you tell me <laughs> i know right sorry <laughs> but you know like there could be this this option to add in more product. maybe if it's um like a fashion company or something and they're going to send you one workout outfit in exchange for a tiktok video maybe i want five workout outfits okay, maybe that's worth it for you. Cause now you've saved $300 going to buy nice workout stuff. So compensating in products might be another way to, again, like get your foot in the door and start working with them, find something you can agree on. Although it's not money, it's still somewhat, you know, something that's valuable to you. Um, also what, el- what else can they do for you? Maybe they can, um, promote you or promote you in the newsletter maybe they have a podcast that you can come on like is there any like exposure opportunities that aren't just like oh we'll repost you on your instagram can i do an instagram takeover um like you know there's all these different options for exposure that they might be able to Mm -hmm. add in as well especially like if it's a brand that really aligns with you i mean if it were uh like Gymshark, okay and you talk about like fitness and workouts I mean, if you get your your service in Gymshark's newsletter, like that's huge, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know that their their partnership options are always like gifted. <laughs> whatever. Like that was a bad example for a brand. No, no, no. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that could be extremely valuable to you if it's if it's a company that has the same mission and the same target audience as you, getting in their newsletter might be like huge. Um, maybe more valuable than money even. Also, if they have uh, a strong following, maybe they can also do like the collab posts with you. So like when you share that, that reel, it also goes onto to their page as well. Um, again, like exposure, I understand is not payment, but if you're going to negotiate something in and you were going to take it on for a lower rate, like why not add on these kind of things? Um, also, there's obviously like affiliate structures as well. I don't love them personally, but if they can offer you like a higher percent, maybe they give you 30, 40, 50%. That could be really big. Again, if it's a product that your audience is going to be buying a lot of. Um, So offering another payment structure is also kind of like another thing that you can do to when you're in this situation. But there really only are those three options, going lower on your rates, walking away, um, or offering another payment structure. And it, it, you really just have to feel out the situations to to kind of feel out which one of these is going to be best for you. You have to weigh, okay, is the amount of money I'm being offered or whatever I'm being offered worth the amount of work? And then you kind of figure out which one of these options suits you based on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it's like the long game of these relationships mm-hmm. that we're building with brands and companies I just, it makes me have even more just like, I bow down to you for like the <laughs> business that you have built. Like this isn't, this isn't easy. It's definitely, it's not, you know, there's, there's a lot.
0: Yeah. There's <laughs> there's like, so oh much behind the scenes that it's like, mm-hmm. it's, and that's why it's so frustrating when people are like, oh, you're an influencer. Like go get a real mm-hmm. job. I'm like, do you understand what we do? Like, do you even get like an inkling of much work goes into it? No, they don't. It's, that's the thing. But it really, I mean, like, I've been doing this. I've been working with brands since maybe 2016, 2017, like, in a very small capacity. But, like, it's taken me that long to get to where I am today. So, again, I hate this idea that everyone posts things that are like, look at this. Look at this. It happened so fast. And it Mm -hmm. sets you up for such unrealistic expectations. (laughs) This takes time. It takes Mm -hmm. work. You are building relationships. Do you meet a person on Tinder? And automatically marry them.
1: <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "No, we gotta like warm them up. We
0: gotta date him for a little bit." <laughs> exactly. We have to go on a bunch of dates. We gotta introduce them to the parents. Like we gotta. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we have to do here. Okay, so it's the same kind of situation. It takes time, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So don't get discouraged. It'll happen if you keep working at it. If you're consistent, there's literally no reason that it wouldn't happen. You know, like you're educating yourself. You're learning from what you're doing, making changes, building a business. Like that's the whole, you're building a business. That's why it's called building a business. You don't just have a business. You build the business. So take takes (laughs) time. Yeah. Well, I'm
1: thinking too, I've been in the membership for what, maybe six months of even that. I'm like, well, where's my million dollar business? I don't understand.
0: (laughs) Right. And and I mean, that's like something that I struggle with as a coach as well. Cause like I... I never want people to like think that I'm going to give them this like magic formula and like magic spell. And when you join, you're you're, like going to, you know, (laughs) because and that's like why I try so hard to like explain to people like you have to learn so much stuff. There's so much work that goes on that like so much time that you have to dedicate so much effort and energy that like it's some people don't know that when they get into it and they don't end up sticking with it because it's a Mm -hmm. lot more than you bargain for sometimes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's a skill
1: and relationship building again, like you said, and that really does help put it into perspective for me as well of like, yes, this takes time um, and to continue to practice because every interaction, every no, every low ball offer is just another opportunity to keep, honing my craft, you know?
0: Literally. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Have you ever read Atomic Habits?
1: Um, I haven't. And I know you love Atomic Habits. Um, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on the name, but I have a different habit book on the shelf behind me. Oh, Tiny Habits. That's the one I like. Oh,
0: I've never heard of it.
1: I think you would really, really like it too. Of just okay. it's similarly. Let's set the bar very low and like keep winning, so you get that dopamine yes. hit, and then you can complicate things further from there yeah. instead of setting out the you know huge mountain of I'm going to make a million dollars being an influencer. Right. I, know, I
0: don't take my own advice. I don't. <laughs> i really bad at that. Isn't it funny? You're like I'm a coach. I teach people what to do, and then you get home and you're like, what do I do? You know what do I do? I, I'm, I do that overachiever perfectionist, and it's not working. <laughs> ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I, I with Atomic Habits. So he says something in there that I try and remind myself of a lot. And he's just like, you only have to be 1% better every day. Mm-hmm. And I like every time I'm like, this isn't happening. <laughs> like this sucks. I always try and remind myself of that. I'm like, what did I do today? That is gonna get me where I want to be. One thing, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. I pitched to a few podcasts that I want to be on. Wow, like that's okay. We never know one of those podcasts might be You know, the podcast that that blows me up. We never know. So one little thing, 1% better every day. What can you do today that can help you with where you want to you want to be in the future. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but it'll build and it'll build and it'll build and you'll be there sooner than you think. But, you know we can't be 50% better every day. That would be a little crazy.
1: (laughs) My brain would like that, but yes, that is true.
0: (laughs) I feel that. I feel that. Well, I hope you feel a little bit more uh, like excited, motivated. Um, Your expectations are like where they need to be. Um, I hope this was helpful. I'm so excited that you were here. So thank you for spending time with me today. I appreciate it
1: yeah thanks for having me and like seriously i have so many ideas i need to go write them all down so thank you for the inspiration but also yes the reminder of the long game and it's not gonna be perfect so just keep working at it that's the theme of
0: this episode it's the long game be in it for Mm -hmm. the long game
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. i love it